when I was first learning about manifestation, I thought it was a wish too. But then I was like, wait, this don't make no sense. Wow, we are winging it today. Hey guys, welcome back to Level Up Podcast. It's your girl, your host, Maria, here to keep you company on your wellness journey. I'll be here all night. Well, I'll be here all podcast. I'll be here all week and next week, hopefully. I'm really excited, very pumped. I think I just got like a spurt of energy because I just sat down with this Alani New because I'm recording this on a Monday and I'm trying to do a lot. This Monday, I'm just trying to do better about... <laughs> establishing a work-life balance. If you guys want an episode on that, I kind of have some thoughts on it that I'm already kind of accumulating, but if you do want an episode on that, would be more than happy to share my thoughts on that and just kind of like navigate that together. I know a lot of you are probably in the post-grad phase of life, as am I, so excited to kind of be back and jump right back into content. And if you are back and listening after it's been a little bit of a break, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm really excited to have you back as well. And as you guys will know, who have been previous listeners of the podcast, and maybe from some of my other episodes, society and culture is just a clear branch of what we like to talk about here. I'm just very interested in how the digital space social media, pop culture, trends, and even current events are affect our well-being as individuals. And if they don't necessarily affect us personally, how are they affecting our friends, you know? Or what is the potential for these elements of society to impact our well-being? And these are the questions that I'm like, this is what keeps me up at night. <laughs> I just find myself kind of mulling over these questions and wanting to talk about them. So a lot of this episode is going to be about that. Specifically, as a member of Gen Z, technically, I find these questions really uniquely relevant to Gen Z and below, like even Gen Alpha on the come up, who I'm sure we'll be talking about more and more in the coming years. Just the tech babies, children of generation, so well acclimated to the nature of technology. And while this has made us apt in many ways and allowed us to bring you know, a special value into the workforce as Gen Z kind of graduates into the workforce, as well as throughout the pandemic, doing school, you know, being tech savvy and literally doing school throughout the pandemic, um, in marketing campaigns for brands, in sharing information and connecting with others on a global scale. It just, it, it also has been a detriment to our generation's mental health in many aspects, including expectations and warped perceptions that develop, of ourselves and our peers, and even our parasocial relationships that we hold with the creators and the public figures that we follow and we love on our personal and public platforms. So as much of an asset or as much of an accolade as it is for us, um, being so tech savvy, um, having being able to navigate and adapt well to this power that we have at our fingertips and the power that we have growing up alongside the internet, it's also has been to our detriment. And <laughs> today we are zooming in on Generation Zs or Generation Zoomers. I've heard it referred to. Gen Z's fatal flaw. Dun, dun, dun. I know. But before, let's do a little catch up because I'm sure some of you guys are, we're not just going to zoom through and act like you didn't disappear for like four months. <laughs> Stop. Um, yeah. So we're going to do a little catch up. 
it's going to be light, I promise. So stay tuned. I promise I won't talk your ear off. Um, but it has been a long time with no talk. Um, I've really been itching to get back into the podcast game. The funny thing is that I am so attuned to using my creative energy for my own sanity. Like that is just how I operate as a human being. And also for the hope to inspire and inform or uplift others. That's how I like to channel it in a lot of ways or even entertain. You know, uplifting others that even when I'm not actively or consistently making content in busier seasons of life or even just unmotivated seasons, I'm always having these ideas and little sparks that I keep in my back pocket. So like I was saying, even in the midst of like a dry inspiration season or an unmotivated season, I still have those little ideas that I've had for a while in my notes app that I just jotted down when I was on a walk or when I was cleaning one day. You know, when you do your best subconscious thinking, that always still comes to me and I'm, I'm always still keeping track. So I'm always thinking of, you know, how can I take these ideas and put my little spin on it to share information that I'm passionate about. I'm always just creatively working, even when it doesn't seem like it. So I hope you guys didn't feel like I forgot about you. I'm always thinking about the podcast. I'm always trying to level up. I always want to bring you guys up with me. Um, so a couple of important things, the highlights, just to get you up to speed since we last chatted, which I think was in late January, <gasps> maybe even mid, mid-January. Um, I am still working at my job. Huzzah! For those who don't know, I work at an agency. I conceptualize, design, and uh, produce creative social media content for brands. But it has been a rough few months, not gonna lie, just with really balancing a new phase of life, a new way that I see the days with work integrated into them. Like It really does just shift your entire life when you just completely like disassemble the schedule that you're completely used to and go into something way different, it can be really, really taxing. So back to it being a rough few months, it just ended up getting to like a toxic place with work and like my mindset. And it's been slowly, I've been slowly working to reframe that just to gain a better grasp on what it means for me right now, big picture Um, I see some nice self-discovery that I am so open to talking about on the podcast Um, at a later date. I didn't want to like jump right into like, wow, this has been horrible and like in like gory detail. So we're going to talk about Gen Z today. Um, And for the record, a few things for this week's segment before we dive in. I think Gen Z is great. Obviously, you guys know I'm Gen Z. I'm technically a zillennial or a zennial, but I am going to critique Gen Z a little bit in this episode. Just know that I don't necessarily blame Gen Z for how we are because, duh, I think we are the way that we are as a collective, more so because of the external factors of our Western politics and even capitalism and whatnot. Rapidly developing technology, you know, all the good and the bad of where we are and shout out to those who maybe aren't in the west and live a little bit different than us we see you i talk more about gen z and generations in one of my favorite episodes that would honestly be a good compliment to this episode the gist of that episode is that the zennials are real and i clearly find generations and how society shapes and defines generations very fascinating so i just love talking about this stuff But it's a great precursor to follow up 
well, precursor would be before, but it's a great follow-up to this episode. So make sure to check that one out after you are done listening to this. So we're going to take like a five-second music break and I'll be right back to get into the nitty-gritty. Okay, now to really get into it. So let's bring it back to the central idea, the hypothesis, if you will, of this episode is that Gen Z's fatal flaw, their fatal flaw, their final downfall is currently and possibly will be if we do not continue talking about the things that I will bring up in this episode, instant gratification, which has fueled unrealistic and heightened expectations and anxieties like really just tearing apart Gen Z's mental health, even physically manifested in a lot of ways. It's affected not only Gen Zers, but also Gen Alpha about what success should look like in their lives. Keyword should, and also success, because success is a very subjective thing. Everybody's vision of success is very different. So it's not just what success should look like in Gen Z and Gen Alpha's lives, but also by when it should be achieved. Okay, one of the inspirational like anecdotes that I found when kind of building this episode out is I was on TikTok as I am every day all the time. And I came across one of the creators that I was seeing a lot of my For You page. His name is Alex Sedlak. And he said something along the lines of you wouldn't believe how different your life could look or how how like the things that you can do in your life when you take into account how much time and energy work so well together. Basically, the gist of it is that like time and energy is incredibly powerful, but we miss that so much because we have instant gratification, because we have these shorter attention spans, even with TikTok. Like it's so interesting because everything seems very counterintuitive, (laughs) but it's kind of like the memes that we always see where it's like me going to the gym one time and then checking for abs. Like it's just not, it doesn't work like that. Like you go to the gym, you don't get abs from going to the gym one time. You go, you get abs from having a holistic health mindset, first of all, hopefully, and doing it in like a healthy way and for the right reasons. But aside from that, it's like a process. Making the intentional goal for yourself. In this case, it would be like, okay, I want abs or I just want to feel better or look better, tone up my body, whatever. Look better physically and feel better mentally. And you make the intention every time you do something that takes you toward that goal. And that's part of the process. That's part of the time and energy that you put into that to achieving that goal or becoming that person or becoming that version of yourself. But not a lot of people take us on that journey with them, or at least they used to not. Like I'm talking about in like the 20 teens, they weren't doing that. And so I liked his sentiment about time and energy. Like remember how those two work together. It's the time that you spend and the energy that you put into that time period that brings you the things that you want or takes you to the places that you want to be. So coming off of that, let's talk a little bit about manifestation. I wanted to make sure that I included it in this part of the episode because Manifestation has grown in popularity so much within the last 10, 15 years-ish, and many creators and brands alike have sort of taken it and made it more 
capitalistic and more of a means for personal slash commercial gain than actually about the spiritual craft of manifestation. And like, stay with me here. I'm not going to get woo woo because even as someone who is genuinely interested in manifestation and doesn't know everything there is to know about it, only what I believe and what is true of my experience with manifestation is that there is so much information out there and you just You can't just be blindly trusting and absorbing information from anyone and everyone. Now, side note, I know when I go into manifestation a little bit more, you're going to be like, what makes you qualified? As I have just said, it's only what I believe in what is true of my experience. And I'm going off of the resources that I have learned from as well. And also, I'm not sitting here being like manifestation, easy, one, two, three, easy peasy. Like I am taking a little bit of a different route because I feel like it's a little bit skewed in a lot of the information that we receive now. So you just have to be really careful because all of this exposure we are given is so much information and you don't you don't know what's completely accurate. You just want to have the best understanding that you can. What I've been seeing more of though, and I'm glad, is that manifestation is not just wishing. Because of this want to be in the conversation and say, hey, just manifest it. Let me show you, you know, three easy tips. Or like I got, I manifested this car in three easy steps. Like that kind of a thing. Like those hyperbolic, very exaggerated claims that are being tied back to manifestation is like kind of dangerous and <laughs> inaccurate in a lot of ways at brands and at some creators on TikTok who are just looking for followers because they want to use the buzzword and they want to just tag something along to manifestation to make it seem relevant to make it seem you know cultural whatever but fyi manifestation is not just wishing and i have seen more and more discourse around this conversation that it is both a wish put that in quotations because a wish can make it seem like it's just oh like i'm wishing on a freaking shooting star and like As fun and great as that sounds, like it's just not. It is both a wish and a physical intentional action toward that quote unquote wish. I'm going to keep referring to it as a wish because that's the way that it can be most understood. We don't live in a world where you just say I want it and then you have it, unfortunately. I love that song by Ariana Grande, Seven Rings, Give It To Me. But it's not always I want it, I got it. Unless you already have the money, then okay, go ahead, back it up. The I want it and then we can't skip the I did something to get me closer to it, like the actual act of taking a step toward it. And then I got it in this really pure, amazing whirlwind of a way when the time was correct for me to receive it. Like we can't skip the in-between. And the in-between, again, is the I did something to get me closer to it. You did one thing, you did many things for a long period of time. We can't skip that part because that is the process. That is the time and the energy that Alex was talking about that I was mentioning earlier. So what people are doing when they dwindle down manifestation to just quote unquote a wish and then you have like it's just oh I I wish and then I have. I wish for this car and then I have. I wish for this apartment in the city that I want to live in and then I have. I wish for this dream job and then I have. Not necessarily. Like, let's take that last example. I wish for this dream job and then I have it. Let's say, you know, three months later you have it. But what did you do in the meantime? You had to do something. Like, you either applied for the job 
or someone maybe reached out to you, maybe it was a recruiter, but you replied to the recruiter and you said, I'm interested. You went through an interview process. Like you did whatever they asked you, but like you, you did the action to get there. And like, that is the time and energy that got you there. It wasn't just you wish and then you had, right? And a lot of times I feel like manifestation or people who are talking about manifestation in a very uh, surface level type of way are ignoring that part of it are ignoring that intentional action that must be taken in order to get your wish or in order to reach your goal or in order to become the better version of yourself that you are wishing for. So going back to that point, what I was trying to explain is that what people are doing when they dwindle down manifestation to just quote unquote a wish and then you have, what they're really doing with that is playing into this instant gratification thing that we're used to having with our phones and tons of information. It's way less easier to question. It's way less energy <laughs> to actually look into, okay, how is this really done? Because we're so used to just having everything within arm's reach, information-wise, and even material-wise. I can hop on Amazon and buy something in one second and it'll be at my house tomorrow. Or even today if I buy it at the right time, right? So we are so used to this instant gratification thing that people are now tagging manifestation, morphing it into this instant gratification mold so that it's just more easily understood by like the average person. It becomes a misconception because that's not really how it is. Day to day, we're not always thinking about the processes of things, right? Like take the example of going to college. You're not necessarily thinking about the four-year process to get this degree. You're thinking about all the quick ways you can get through this day or like I have this class and then I'm going to get Chick-fil-A and then I'm going to go on my phone and then I'm going to go study and then I'm going to watch Netflix and then I'm going to, you know, X, Y, Z. Like day to day, we're thinking about the quicker tasks, but it's we're not necessarily always thinking about the big picture of like, okay, but I'm here for four years and I'm working hard to get this degree. It's a much shorter and seemingly like fast paced time frame day to day for us. But in reality, you work for years to earn a diploma. You work for years to earn a degree in higher education. People work for years, typically, to gain a promotion that they wanted to enhance their career. People work for years, period, to have and develop a career. That's what a career is. It's years of work. You don't just make a wish today and then next week you're CEO. But what we often don't see is the process of that journey to becoming that person. One day we'll just be scrolling Instagram and so-and-so we knew from high school is like somehow got this crazy promotion and you're like, wait, or like they're at this really cool event. Like I'll use the example of more TikTok creators, Anna and Brew, Brew on the radio. If you guys know who that is, if you're like into TikTok culture, then I was watching their TikTok live for Vanity Fair yesterday. They were on the blue carpet after the Oscars, like interviewing people. They interviewed like Hailey Bieber, Vanessa Hudgens, Minnie Driver. They saw the This Is Us cast, the Euphoria cast, all these people. It was really cool that they were TikTok creators and got to have that opportunity. So people who don't know Anna and Brew and know how long they've been making content and where their content started from, like one was a radio personality and Anna's content was literally like her going to Starbucks every day and she made Starbucks like her brand. And now she's just much more like lifestyle, filmy type of cool content that's still very her, but it's more broad than it was in the beginning. But like, if you don't know that, then you see this person and people tell you, oh, they're from TikTok. If they were to say that they manifested it, maybe they did, but then you think all of these months and these years since like 2020 when TikTok was really popping off, all of this time has happened and they were creating content consistently, making community with their audiences. Like that stuff takes time to cultivate. 
it doesn't, and sometimes it does seem like it happens overnight. And sometimes it, it, it kind of does. Like just the way that people shoot up into celebrity status these days is kind of insane. But like for the most part, that doesn't happen. It may seem like it does because you see Anna and Brew on the on the blue carpet and you know that they're TikTok creators and you're like, wow, they manifested that. Or, or if they were to say that, I'm not saying that they did say that, I have no idea. But if they were to say that, people might think, well, well, I can just, you know, manifest being on the blue carpet later this year. I will go to, what's that thing called? The Met Gala this year, the Met Gala, Met Gala, Met Gala this year. And it's like, you have, okay, that's fine. You can set that goal. But then what is the action that you're going to take to bring that manifestation to life? You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense because... This is really what I'm getting at here. This is the meat and the potatoes of this episode. And just as a side note, this is why my life affirmation, like in the last, I'd say year and a half to maybe two years, this is why my life affirmation is when I take action, I succeed because first of all, it's an affirmation, obviously, but it reminds me that any manifestation, any goal, any version of myself that I want to be, I can be that and I can get that. But what is required of me? Action. Like it's possible, your dreams are possible, but not without action. And that's the whole part of this conversation that's very important. And I'm glad that more and more people are talking about it because when I was first learning about manifestation, I thought it was a wish too. But then I was like, wait, this don't make no sense. And I was like, how can I expedite this process or even just benefit myself in the meantime while I let this wish, this dream, this goal manifest in the world and come on back to me? Like, what am I doing in the meantime to take steps toward that? I started adopting the mindset of what can I do? What action can I take? How can I push myself closer to who I need to be in order to receive this thing that I want? Is it something in how I carry myself, in how I interact with others, in my skill set? Is there something that I need that I'm missing maybe that would really, you know, help boost me to the next level or help boost me to that goal or help get me there. You have to sometimes get out of your own way to clear the path for your manifestation to come back to. And all of that action, all of that time is the process that no one talks about (laughs) or no one was talking about that much before. But I sure am glad we are now, as I've said multiple times during this rant. (laughs) And this misconception is so prevalent with Gen Z because things like manifestation have become such a fun part of our popular culture. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm not like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, like only the real can manifest like, manifestation is only for the elite like no way like I am walking around singing Ariana Grande's just like magic just like the rest of us and I participate I love you know manifest it babe but that's like part of the culture and that's just part of how we speak lol it's showing up in songs fun entertainment pieces and we even see really successful people like Oprah and JLo and people speculating about how Tom Holland even manifested so many aspects aspects of his career like Let's talk about him, my guy, real quick. Because when you look at the evidence, he may damn well have manifested. He said that at one point that the superhero that he would want to play if he were ever, you know, up for a superhero role is Spider-Man. And he is Spider-Man and has been for, what, five, six years now. Made the biggest Marvel movie to ever come out, even bigger than Endgame or any of the Avengers he said that his celebrity crush at the time when he answered this was Zendaya and we know that they are in a relationship and they are doing wonderfully hopefully I love them they're so cute 
Um, he said that he would love to work with, uh, was it Chris Evans or was it Robert Downey Jr.? It was someone like that. And he ended up working on that in the Marvel movies. All these things have happened for Tom Holland. Yeah, like this is the life he lives. This is the man that he is. Great for him. Love him. However, people who may not have known about him until maybe the second Spider-Man movie or the first Spider-Man movie even were just like, wow, like who's this kid? Like, and then they realize all these things that he quote unquote has manifested and they think, wow, like he just, he just said it and then it happened. It's like, no, my guy was auditioning and possibly getting rejected for roles that we have no idea about. And he trained for years and years to be a dancer. Like he is educated and like trained in his craft and he took action to do all of these things. Like he sent in his self tapes for months to become Spider-Man. Yeah, you can like manifest the opportunity, but you have to then there, there's, there's, there's a process and there's time and energy that is put into making that dream and that manifestation come true, which he did. So big props to him. But like, let's not dwindle down like the effort and all the time and energy that like he has put into his career so that it is what it is today. And we can say that about anybody that we see that's successful that has claimed manifestation. So all this, including a brief case study about Tom Holland to say that our hypothesis is that, our hypothesis, oh my gosh. The point is that when people are working hard, they're not typically sharing the process and the steps toward. We can even talk about Olivia Rodrigo, like anybody who's successful, like she seemed like she popped out of nowhere, but really she was on Bizarre Vark like seven years ago when she was like 12 and was working on her songs and went through heartbreak and took action to write her songs and then talked to her producer and then was like, wait, I wanna do an album and wrote all the songs. Well, helped write all the songs, co-wrote all the songs, whatever. And that's why she is how she is today. Like, yeah, maybe she manifested it. I don't know if she said that, but I'm just saying like in the lens of if they were to say that, maybe she did, but like it doesn't just happen. You're not just like sitting with your feet up and then saying, oh, I want this and then you have it. Like that's the point of this. People aren't typically sharing the process and the steps toward. They're only telling you when it's all kind of said and done or you only see the final product, you're not always seeing the tough hills and valleys of the journey. So now more and more people are doing that and showing the authentic hills and valleys of their journey to wherever they are headed. But during the big social media explosion in the late 20 teens, you could freaking forget about it. Like nobody was, it didn't seem like anybody was saying that. So especially as a Zoomer or a Gen Zer or even younger millennials growing up in tandem with the internet and visibility, social boom, Gen Z has been dug a grave, really, a grave of expectation for themselves and for their peers. And we also, you know, grow up on a hill of instant gratification. So we're growing up in a time where it seems like everybody is popping up with all this success. And then we've dug ourselves a grave of like really, really deep expectation. And we're like, wait, when is this happening for me? What is happening? What should I be doing? This should have already happened to me. You know, all of this thing. We're just, it's just very confusing and, and horrible if you don't have the right mindset about it. And it really is the fatal flaw. If we can't unravel that thinking and remember to still aim high, of course, but not expect the world to change under our feet in two days. Like things take time. There's a process. You're working towards something just like the person next to you just started yesterday, or maybe they've been working at it for four years. You know, they always say you can't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or, or vice versa. And it's a cliche, but it's so true. That frame of mind is 
one of the things that can help rescue Gen Z from like, honestly, self, self-destruction, self-combustion, instant gratification is the weakness among most of us, but we can remedy it by talking about it and being transparent and authentic and honest with where we are right now. And it's one of my favorite things about social media and Gen Z because we're so good at that. So opening up that conversation can open ourselves up to seeing like the real truth and about manifestation, about the expectations that we have for ourselves, about how we can really create the lives that we want for ourselves. But it does take time and energy and it takes intentional action. And I just hope you guys enjoyed hearing about it and chatting along with me today. I get really jazzed up. So if you liked this episode, come on down for more. I'm already recording my episode for next week. This week, I got it on the books. So I'll be back next week. So hit me up next Wednesday and make sure to follow me on my socials at Maria in Cage on everything, particularly TikTok. I'm the most active on TikTok. So check me out there. I always joke and say that the real me is there. Also, the podcast is really raw too. So I'm happy that you're here. And I just love to get on here and vent and rant and connect. And it's it's really my voice. So I love to share my thoughts. And thank you so much for listening. Give a rating on Apple and Spotify and be sure to follow also or subscribe on wherever you listen so you don't miss the next one. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week, guys. Talk soon.